Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take puffy shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week, speaking of faith, pH balancing acts, and quote, definitely one of the most worst totally getting busted moments that I can think of, unquote. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Did you see how excited I was about the starting of the show? I thought you were, oh, okay. You thought I, I, was, I was passing his stone? Yeah, I mean... I mean, I was thinking jerking off, but oh, I'm not gonna. I'm, I wasn't ready to go blue that early on in the show. <laughs> yeah, well, we've uh, we've already started down that road. Yeah, well, what can I say? Let's let's talk about our anus, <laughs> our collective anus. Anyway, I was finger banging an anus. <laughs> you uh, know, on a milf. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah. We we gotta get out of Los Angeles, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> this place know. is destroying our minds. Yeah, all we can think about is hot milfs. That's <laughs> <laughs> not fair to Los Angeles, Jordan. You're right. Sometimes I think about hot cougars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know cougars. Hey, do you know what a cougar is? Wow. <laughs> you have a sound effect button or that. Wow. Anyway, I can't wait to see the love guru. Yeah, it's going to be really good. <laughs> In summary, mm-hmm. lickety-split. Can I ask you a quick question about the Love Guru? Sure. I, I didn't mean to bring up the Love no, Guru. No, 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 that's fine. Okay. It Is it okay if we though. talk about the Love Guru for yeah, a second? Yeah, I have some thoughts on the Love Guru. Okay, here's some questions about the Love Guru that i just like to broach here. Sure. Why did he decide to put the midget in the Love Guru? To me, to me that... Is, is the main thing that's wrong with the Love Guru. That's the reason that I'm... You know, as opposed to just not interested in it or not going to see it, that's the reason that I am angry at the love guru. For some reason, that gesture of putting Mini-Me in this non-Austin Powers movie is so outrageous and stupid and pandery to me that... I get upset at the billboards and who is he even? Who is he even pandering to? Who are the people who are like, oh, I, that's it. You know, I'm ex- kind of excited about the new Mike Myers movie, right. but I haven't heard yet whether the arrogant midget is involved. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just it, it's just dudes you know just dudes with no kind of you know no movie taste in particular you know just i have nothing against a little person working in film sure but it is clear to me going in that mike myers did not write a sympathetic role for mini me no uh -uh. i think uh yeah i think i think mainly in the in the commercials the what i'm seeing is happening to him is he's just kind of getting getting knocked around and then grimacing yeah boy Boy, um, I, I, you know, and I saw him, uh, I, I watched the MTV Movie Awards. Yeah, um, I'm familiar with these awards. Now, this is an award given out every year to uh, to the people who have garnered the most votes at blockbuster video locations. Sure, at the at the MTV uh, Video Awards kiosk. All you have to do is... Right you... underneath the Mountain Dew 
party kiosk. Uh, Dick Dick Clark personally you have to go selects to the right kiosk. Dick Clark personally selects each winner, mm-hmm. then publishes the winners on mycokerewards.com. <laughs> that's yeah. There you go. That's, that's uh, basically I, the process. I mean, I, there's a briefcase involved, and and at some point Ben Stiller parodies it. Mm-hmm. So that's I think that's a good summary. Did you hear that? You know how they do these movie parodies at the MTV Movie Awards. I don't mean to derail this no, whole no, conversation, sure, sure. but. They do these movie pari- parodies. This year, they had the movie people make the parodies themselves rather than making them as a separate entity. So they've replaced their comedy thing with just, hey, here's a commercial for a movie that someone paid to make. Yeah. Um, yes, I think there were some, some gum-related ones as well. Oh, good. <laughs> um, and the thing, I hope it was Orbits, because I do like Orbits. It was Orbits, as a matter oh, of fact. Oh, great. It was, oh, it was the one... I, I, it's the gum with the, the British woman who... Is that Orbits? Comes, I think it's Orbits. Anyways. Um, but, but double Mint? <laughs> yes. Is it Double big, Mint? Big Red? I think it's Double oh, big, Mint. Oh, it was Big League Chew. Oh! What an idiot I am. It was Chew. Mm-hmm. BLC. Right. Gotcha. Um, you were going to say about the MTV Awards. Yeah, I think that the one thing that can just disappear from jokedom right. in those situations, yes. and, I th- and something that Mike, I mean, something that everyone did. I mean, it was a it was a running theme throughout the you know two hour proceedings. But something uh-huh. that Mike Myers really, you know, really made his, the the feather in his cap was the self conscious plug. Uh, that's still a plug the <laughs> and now for the shameless plug the you know and now two presenters who can be seen in the love guru june 20th <laughs> sorry plug you know i that really i mean at this point that's that's just do it you know just say when the movie's coming out like we don't need that little wink i anymore, did th- i, feel I like. thought it was kind of funny that time when uh macy gray <laughs> wore that dress that said buy my album june 16th or whatever <laughs> no, no 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 that's innovation that's in uh, plug. I feel like at that point that it has hit its apex. There's nowhere to go. You just have to drop that. Mm-hmm. You know, you're think of it this way, Mike. You're building the greater Mike Myers brand. Sure. Okay. Which do you think is going to disappoint twelve-year-old uh, Jesse and Jordan more? Okay. The Love Guru starring Mike Myers, mm-hmm. or the new Dana Carvey comedy special? Ooh, boy. I um. Jeez. Tough call, right? Uh, yeah, I don't. Well, I don't plan to experience either. Right. Because we at be some clear. point, at some point, I would like to watch Wayne's World with my children. Yeah. And have good feelings and just, about not it, not just cry. Yeah. So I don't. I don't think I'm going to seek out either of them. Right. Um. Oh, you know, and and I, uh, uh, I, I've been watching the episodes of the Dana Carvey Show. Those are readily available on Hulu now. Uh, Hulu. Hulu. Now, this is a video kiosk inside your local Blockbuster video store. Right. Uh, right under the Goober's Party Blimp. It's actually the same kiosk you would use to apply for a job. Sure. Right. Go um, ahead. And something that I I found watching those is that they're kind of like the Chappelle show where Dana Carvey will come out and kind of introduce the show. Um, and the sketches on it are all great. But Dana Carvey fucking sucks. Like Dana Carvey <laughs> is is just like uh, like at at the height of Jim Carrey's annoyingness. That's what Dana Carvey is acting like in those. Yeah, like that's true. Wh- really? Was he? He was funny, right? That he had. A Here's time. the thing. Here's the thing. I think 
You know, I I saw at the uh, at the SF Sketch Fest a couple of years ago, there was a tribute to Dana Carvey, which sure. was Dana Carvey being interviewed. But really, it was only him being interviewed because he didn't really have an act at the time. Sure. So it was kind of leading into his kind of half-formed act, the interview questions. Gotcha. It was clearly kind of he and the interviewer had sort of planned out a way to sort of right. lead him a little bit into some material so the audience could laugh. And the audience really enjoyed it. And to tell you the truth, I really enjoyed it. But sure. what it really called into clear relief Mm -hmm. was just he's just so he's such a panderer sure that it can go from great to just the saddest most pathetic thing in the world like that yeah you know what i mean like it's just it's on the razor's edge at any given time where is you know, it, the first time you see the church lady, it's great. It's really amazing and hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then you see it, and you're just like, "Oh, geez, no!" Oh, no. there was a there was a Wayne's World thing on the MTV Movie Awards as well. No, there was. Yeah, it was it was disgusting. They did Wayne's World. Yeah, they did Wayne's World, and it was but just but sans jokes, just reciting Wayne's World catchphrase, um, like they were like. Gus like, if we present any more awards, that's the awards I think I'm going to hurl. And Wayne's like, if you hurl, I'm going to blow chunks. And then like everybody just went nuts. Oh, like the joke of Wayne's World is just gone now. It's just it's like just the joke of bad public access TV show. Right. It's just like been eradicated. Completely. Yeah. That's too bad. It's just stuff happening. That's really unfortunate. I think when it comes down to it with Dana Carvey, you want to see Phil Hartman there to kind of Right, level it Real out. Man. I don't. Is that? Do you? Do you think they feel bad about that? Do you think when the old comedians break out the you old mean characters about and... Phil Hartman getting murdered by his <laughs> wife? At yeah. this point, they probably don't think about it that that much. But when they do think about it, and they feel bad. They probably feel bad. Mm-hmm. Um, do you like? Do you think that? They, Although yeah. I should clarify, not Victoria Jackson doesn't feel bad. She always hated that guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, do you think that, like, when, like, you know, when Dana Carvey does The Church Lady and when uh-huh. Dan Aykroyd hosts a radio show in character, <laughs> in his Blues Brothers character, like, do you think they feel like, well, whatever, but, you know, it's making people happy and they clearly I'm getting the most applause from this? I don't know. Is it a necessary evil or do you think they, do you think they just love it, you know? I think Dan Aykroyd is first of all a great comedy genius sure and i think he's just not self-aware yeah i don't think i mean maybe yeah i mean and i think he just passed the point of i think at some point you know when he was on the set of the britney spears movie sure uh playing britney spears father he was just like you know what Eh, i'm just gonna do whatever yeah you know do some stuff i'm just gonna do some shit you know? Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, I'm sure that, that... I think the same thing probably happened to Dana Carvey, to Dana Carvey when his, like, heart was mis, mis-surgeried upon. Right. And then he had to spend, like, three years recovering from heart surgery. I think mm. he was just like, you know what? If they want to hear chopping broccoli, I'm giving them chopping broccoli. <laughs> um, okay, so in answer to your question earlier, I think that the Dana Carvey special will be more disappointing because there has been kind of a... Because th- you know why? 
because that Justin Timberlake is funny. <laughs> right. Have you seen him on Saturday Night Live? He's a funny guy. Dick in a box, people. He's so, that was his idea. He is so talented. He came, yeah. He is so talented. He can do anything. He can sing. He can dance. He can fuck celebrities. Sure, rap. Yeah, he's amazing. So he's amazing. Have you he, seen him beatbox? Because <laughs> Timbaland taught him to beatbox. And wait, wait. I want to make a point okay. that I think that uh, Jordan, stop trying to make a point. That's okay. not what this show is about. <laughs> it's about noises. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Contempt for celebrities. Yeah. Um, just contempt across the board that there's been a, you know, there's been a kind of a drought of Dana Carvey related material. You get the occasional award show in character performance, you get the occasional master of disguise, uh, turtle edition DVD, turtle, turtle, sure. sure. We all remember it. Mm -hmm. Um, but Mike Myers has been acting like a jackass for a while, but you know what though? Can I tell you something cool about Mike Myers? Sure. Like, do you remember when Mike Myers disappeared for like five years? Yeah, between so I married an axe murderer and I. Yeah, I else, learned that uh, in Austin Powers, okay. which was very funny and was not yeah, that annoying. First, that first Austin not Powers annoying is at good. the time. It's an actual. It's something. It's a parody I went. I of went those. to see that. And nobody had gone to see it. I remember it was weird and it and it grew, became a cult phenomenon on video mm-hmm. because of its merit. Sure, its goodness. It's it's a funny movie. But uh, I like the fact that he, what happened is his father died. He got very depressed. He was very close to his father. Mm-hmm. Got very depressed. And uh, he just took hockey lessons for like three years. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? No, that's cool. I mean, he's absolutely a, like a cool it's person. It's sort of like, like how funny... when, Gina Davis, when Gina Davis was almost on the Olympic archery team, sure. she basically earned my never-ending approval. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just think it's really funny. If somebody decides to do some weird thing with their celebrity. Do you think it's cool how Malcolm in the Middle uh, is quitting show business to race cars? Uh, no, because that's kind of a dick move. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's just the thing a rich guy can do. Yeah, I, uh, I mean... I'm, th- I'm sure there's some skill in race car driving. No, right? there's. I think there's a lot of skill in race car driving. But, uh, you know, I think it's just not. it's not neat enough. I mean, <laughs> that's something that you can do if you're Steve McQueen. I think that's the end of the day. At the end of the day, if you're Steve McQueen, that's fine. If George Clooney today told me he was going to go move to Monaco and right. take up a new career as Grow an F1 driver. Pencil thin mustache. Then that's fine. But if you're Frankie Munitz, mm-hmm. eh, okay. you know, I mean, it's fine. He can do it. Right. You know, I'm yeah, just, it's not like we're not like, no, don't leave show business, Malcolm in the middle. I know you I have mean, so much more. It's and I imagine whatever it's, to give. I imagine it's tough for him because he's always getting calls from agents, casting directors mm-hmm. um, in the porn industry. Sure. And, uh, you know, it's hard to it's hard to get beat him off, so to speak. Yeah. I'm bringing it back around to sure. that. You thought we were going to go clean with the rest of the show after we started with that. uh, Yeah, we thought we were just going to dish celebrity dirt the whole time. Absolutely not. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm trying on Personae. Mm hmm. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Like, try this. Listen to this one. Right. 
Dies Jesse Song, America's Radio Sweetheart. Oh, French Japanese. Yes, exactly. That's good. I like that. Exactly. Exactly. You got it. You know. And of course, all the associations that go along with that. Sure. Wine. Godzilla. Cheese. Uh, tsunami. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And finally, Mothra. You got it. Uh, um, so I just before we get into the next topic, I just want I to say that just before we get into the next topic, you had something you wanted to say. Um, go ahead, Jesse. You had your pledge drive. I had my ago, pledge drive. And it went. Would you say it went great? It, I was so grateful to the literally hundreds of people. I didn't know how many people were going to donate. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe a hundred. We ended up with about four hundred, and it means that. Uh, I don't have to be a success in any other field <laughs> in order to make more money than yeah. uh, I made as a receptionist. Start resting on those laurels. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, I started my pledge drive where I encouraged listeners to mail me checks for $9, uh-huh. and uh, it's kicked off. Oh, my goodness. Mr. Wait a minute. What's that? Some kind of rubber band? Mr. Ken Roberts. Uh, now give a, out his home address. Who's a Sierra Club member. Oh, that's good of him. Uh, mailed me Wait, a check. are you sure he's a member, or do you think he just got Sierra Club checks? Oh, I don't know. Because I, I, I'm not a member of Garfield and Friends. <laughs> 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 I thought you were a member of the Normal Society. <laughs> I, I am a minor character on U.S. Acres. Oh, okay. Well, anyways... <laughs> Uh, Ken Roberts, who is aware of the Sierra Club in some way, whether yeah, it sure. be from being a member or being from, attacked by a bear, sure, um, sent me a lovely check for nine dollars, <laughs> and he has uh, cemented himself a spot in our Platinum Angels Club. <laughs> so, Mister Ken now, when, Roberts of when Houston, you say, Texas, when you say our Platinum Angels Club, my Platinum, you're talking specifically about this you. Is the Roy, well, this is the Jordan Morris organization, and this is and this is outside of any money that might go to support, you know, any MaximumFun.org or me or the, you know the equipment we use or the editing or the call screening or anything like that. Yeah. This is just this is just this Jordan. Is to support me and right. my endeavors and my likes. Gotcha. So Mr. Ken Roberts of Houston, Texas, thank you very much for your donation and uh and the the phones are still open so to speak. So keep those $9 checks coming. Where should people send $9 checks if they well, have I don't want to give one. out the address again. It's in one of the old podcasts. You can okay. listen back. If, if you're a big enough fan to donate. Yeah, if you if uh, that's, you know, I don't just want any fair weather Johnny. You know, absolutely not. You're not looking for a fair weather Sally either. It's not about gender. No. You would even take a you you're not even looking for a fair weather Duquan. Sure. It's an African American. Mm-hmm. It's not about race. Fair weather dogs? Don't eat them. No, absolutely not. Not about species. No. Uh you know, fair weather clock. It's not about whether it's sentient or not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want any fair weather concepts like fair play. Yeah. Any fair weather abstractions. Mm-hmm. You're not looking for any fair weather miasmic forces <laughs> like, say, sewer gas. <laughs> you know, that may have killed President McKinley. I know, I know about that. Wait, I don't think it was McKinley that got killed by sewer gas. Who was yeah. it? It was the one that got sick. It was that sewer president. Yeah, can you want to open that present that you got in the mail? It's right there on top of those pile of books. Now, Carol, uh, longtime superfan Carol, uh, was kind enough to send us presents. 
And I had not even opened the boxes because I just assumed that uh, it was more party stuff because there was a lot of party stuff in there. And I just, we hadn't been able to deal with all the party stuff. We hadn't figured it out yet uh, when we got a big box of party stuff. But then Carol was kind enough to send, I noticed when I actually opened everything, some actual very thoughtful gifts. She sent me some close shavers squadron. For my face, okay. For shaving, because we were just talking about shaving Close the other shaver day. Close shaver squadron. Oh, it's What's a that? great squadron. Well, it's like the you know. Are you familiar with the Red Baron from like uh, from the Snoopy Snoopy cartoons, Peanuts? Sure. Uh, well, he's in a squadron. So this is a, a similar kind of squadron. But it's for sh- close shaving. I got some tums. You got some tums, which you love, and I assume you probably talked about on the show. Perhaps. Yeah. I you, mean, although I'll take a Rite Aid brand antacid tablet. Yeah, it doesn't I'm require. Not, I'm not picky. Uh, that's from Ape Lad. Oh, Ape Lad. Oh, it's a copy of his 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 book of comics, The Laugh Out Loud Cats. It's kind of uh, yeah, old timey uh, comic strip. Yes, created it's by a, our it's friend a comp- Ape Lad. I, I would try and explain the Laugh Out Loud Cats, but it's a very complicated joke. Yeah, it's, but 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 um, just but needless to say, it's very funny. A solid fifteen percent of our listeners are rolling right now. Right, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But yes, I enjoy the Laugh Out Loud Cats, and the art's beautiful. Thank yeah. you, thank you, Ape Lad. Okay, so open this present, present from Carol two. here. Okay. It's like your birthday all over yeah, again, it's Jordan. Like birthday only, too. only it's a month later because I'm an idiot. <laughs> What'd you get? What'd you oh, get? Okay. Grab and go portables. This Ooh. is some uh this is some oh it's his Anthony brand, Logistics for Men. Uh this is some nice uh travel toiletries. Oh, it's some dude stuff. Yeah, this is some dude stuff. So we got uh some facial scrub, some aftershave. Thank you, Carol. This is very, uh, this is very considerate. I actually do do a lot of traveling and yep. and have a lot planned for the uh, for the coming months. So Jordan, thank can you. you check something on those? I'm a little worried before yeah, yeah, you yeah. use them. Are they completely pH balanced? I'll have to throw them in the pool <laughs> to find out. Probably the only way to do it. You know, at the pH balancing facilities. Most of the pH balancing in the United States goes on at one huge facility in Michigan. Mm. Uh, they have actually a, the, a pool the size of a, ten Olympic-sized pools. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every time, every bar of deodorant, they toss it in there, make sure it's balanced. You see what I'm saying, Jordan? Yes. That's what this is all about, Jordan, yeah. making sure stuff is balanced. Well, thank you very much, uh, listeners. I, I appreciate it. Today, greatly. today I drove around a lot in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and um, I was doing some uh, some estate sailing, yeah. some garage sailing. Sure, you know what I like to do, Jordan. Some parasailing. I did some parasailing and <laughs> some sailboarding. Some wakeboarding. Did some kiteboarding. Sure. Uh, I flew a kite. Mm-hmm. Um, I caught a kite, the bird. Sure. That's a kind of bird. Uh huh. Um, anyway, maybe it's a fish. And you went to Red Robin. And then I went to Red Robin for a, a burger. bird-themed restaurant. Yeah, well, I had a burger. I didn't eat a bird. I ate a burger. You came here. Right, and I was fully satiated. Sure. So that was good. Um, I, I went to Altadena, California. Okay. Lovely part of California. It's like Pasadena. It's a little mm. more Alta. Sure. Um, a nice joint there. And I just was looking around at these Los Angeles people. 
And I realized that just my life is full of frustration. They were in Altadena. They were in Altadena, yeah. Okay. But they're still, all of this, this whole area is called Los Angeles to me. Okay, fair enough. You know what? Teresa's boss <clears throat> works downtown. Teresa working downtown this summer at the uh, Public Defender's Office here yes. in Los Angeles. Uh, downtown Los Angeles, I would estimate two miles from Koreatown. Okay. Koreatown, physically perhaps the largest neighborhood in uh, Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Physically huge neighborhood. Sure. Uh, population dense. Several blocks. Lots of exciting stuff going on here. Mm-hmm. Teresa's boss lives 60 miles east of Los Angeles. Yes. Drives to work every day at 5 a.m. to beat the traffic, mm-hmm. then leaves it too. Had never heard of Koreatown. Really? Drove Teresa here to drop her off after they all went to lunch. Mm-hmm. She said to Teresa, and I, this is a direct quote, I'm not... I'm not fucking around here. She mm-hmm. said, so why do you live here? <laughs> Isn't that sweet? Yeah, Isn't that that's a sweet cute. thing to that's say. That's a nice thing to say. The nice thing to say. Has anything upset you lately? I guess that's what I'm saying. I just kind of want to commiserate right All now. All right, no, sure, sure. I've, I, I have, I've had some, some similar frustration lately, and, and I'm going to complain about this, and I realize that Jordan, these are se- what? Why do you live here? Oh, I don't live here. I live in West Hollywood. Oh, right. That's because you're gay. Yeah, exactly. Um, Wait, can I say something about gays? This is something I was thinking about at the dog park. I feel like Los Angeles needs some more uh, nice lesbians. Yeah? I I think it's got plenty. Maybe they're just not in Koreatown. You know those kind of nice lesbians that like to go to the dog park? And hug? Yeah, and give you a hug. I feel like the they're most, real down to earth. The most maybe they're artsy, or maybe they're into softball or something. I feel like the most consistent uh, source of hugs that I have here in Los Angeles uh-huh. is lesbians. Yeah, no, a lesbian is great for a hug. Sure, because they're they're you know they're ready to meet you on your own terms. Warm. You know what I mean? Very warm. You know what I'm saying? They're sure. ready to meet you on your own terms. So yeah, I feel like if I go to like a like if I ever feel the need for some hugging, I just go to like a like a primarily lesbian function. Uh-huh. Boom. Yeah. Totally. I don't know. I don't know what it, you know. Hey Jordan, great Maybe to I'm, see you. Hug. Yeah. Here's that, a hug. I might I might be painting. Have you with, met my nice I might dog? Be painting with broad strokes here. Yeah. But, uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb. I feel I never thought I would say this, but I'd like to spend some more time with some Subaru drivers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just some real nice lesbians. Salt of the earth. Yeah, just some. Not kind of, they're involved in the community. Sure. They like to talk to the old lady that lives around the corner. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They organize the block sale. Yes. These are the kind of lesbians I'm looking for here, Jordan. Oh, but, I mean, but back to the hugs. These are like yeah. hearty hugs, too. These, yeah. aren't like, these aren't like sideways back pat situations. This is, it's an embrace. Yeah, it's a good, friendly, good, solid hug. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, um... <clears throat> So, okay, so this is, these are some delicate topics. And yeah. It's maybe territory that we haven't gotten into so much on the show. Okay. Um, and please, if I'm getting any of this wrong, you know, feel free to call or email. I'm, 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 I'm willing to open up a dialogue about this. This is a dialogue. This is not a monologue here. No, absolutely not. This is why we accept calls. It's why there's a message board. Anyway, so there is This is someone... why we sometimes <clears throat> say racist and homophobic things. We're just trying to open up... Sure. A dialogue. Right. Um, and to stop people from wanting to have a dialogue with us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because we're jerks. Um, now, there's somebody who... Uh, we're just trying to get the people of color to move out of our town. Sure. You know what I mean? They can have the next town over. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go ahead. Where the Kmart is. Yeah. Um, 
So there's somebody who I've uh, who I've they had can this... have Ross. We'll take Marshalls. There you go. Go ahead. <laughs> TJ Maxx every other week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got a timesharing arrangement. Yeah, with the TJ Maxx. We went to an arbitrator. That was mm-hmm. actually a really good call. When we went to the mediator at the courthouse. Mm-hmm. Me, really... me, you, and the Mexicans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go ahead. Um, so there's somebody I've had to spend some time with, and this person has a kind of a baffling set of opinions that that I'm not sure if I'm getting too mad about. Jesse, okay. let me know if you think I'm being unreasonable. Jordan, look at me here. Yes. Do you know any person in the world more willing to get upset about someone having the wrong opinion? <laughs> no. Okay, so I'm here it's for your you, buddy. your defining characteristic. Do you know somebody who was ready to start a fight over, like, some racism something in an RA meeting at UC Santa Cruz? <laughs> Who I know someone who's made a girl cry based on saying things about Radiohead. <laughs> yeah. Um, we did make that girl cry that one time. That was okay, terrible. We made that girl cry. Yeah, it was mostly me? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I laughed, but... You were in on it. You didn't stop it. That's true. Absolutely. You know, and I stand, I stood idly by and watched. Yeah. So I'm just as, I'm just as guilty. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so... Um, she really loved Radiohead. How was I supposed to know that? Just because she said it, she could have been lying. <laughs> that Radiohead t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Um, <clears throat> so this person uh, is a very nice person and you know has a good heart, mostly, maybe. Anyways. We're talking about the president? Yeah. Mm-hmm. George Bush. Go ahead. Seems great. Okay, so she is prone to complaining about how much she hates religion and religious people. Um, talks about how dumb her Catholic dad is. Okay. Um, you know, anytime it's mentioned that a, a celebrity or someone around is religious, she'll let out a big groan and, like, you know, go on and on. How dumb, you know, superstitious modern times. You know, it has that real irrational... You know, I feel just, just, just this real, you know, a knee-jerk reaction to hearing about – just hearing any religious topic brought up, we'll just complain about it. And, like, I mean, I, I understand that. Like, I understand, like, if someone has aggressively religious parents and they'll, you know – and they lay a guilt trip on them and they don't feel like they're part of the family. Like, that's – you know, I totally understand that. But anyway, so she, she you know, complains about religion every time it's brought up in a real, you know, kind of vitriolic way. But then, maybe not in the same breath, but very close to it, we'll talk about the ghosts in her house and how she is psychic. <laughs> and I'm wondering why she can't muster up more understanding for somebody who wants to believe wants to... in a force that wants to make them uh, the best person they can be. Sure. As opposed to just uh, calling their best friend, and they both called each called the other at the same time and got a busy and, and signal. And it's exactly that. It's that kind of psychic. And it's <laughs> yes. And real. I mean, is that unreasonable for me to think that that's totally out of bounds? Like, and I realize that there's a difference between being mad at organized religion and then the idea of somebody believing in something like that's. But you know, oh, what? also uh, she says things about black holes sometimes. Anyways, but she doesn't really. She does. She believe in black holes. Eh, she maybe believes that we can time travel in them. Oh, does she? Yeah. She doesn't know that as you approach the event horizon of the black hole, you are turned into spaghetti. <laughs> I learned that from the film version of a brief history of time. There you go. Oh man. Well, okay. 
So the woman, the woman here we're talking about. Yes. She's pro-ghost. Pro, very. There's ghosts in her house. They speak specifically to her. You know what? I don't gestures. I don't like people who are talk who talk shit about organized religion, particularly either. No, yeah. Speaking as I'm an avowed atheist, I'm completely godless. <laughs> I want to make that clear while I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I am. I don't believe in God, and sometimes I'm really sad that when I die, it's just going to be nothingness forever. <laughs> okay, but. However, even I, I'm like, if somebody wants to believe in God or whatever, that's fine. That's fine with me. Seems nice. Seems like a nice thing to believe in. Yeah, I don't, I mean, and I know, and I know that there's, you know, that there are obnoxious Christians and that, 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 I mean, you know, definitely, you know. But you not know, in Los the, Angeles. When was the last time yeah, right? here in Los Angeles there was some sort of like religious were, based hate crime or something? Yeah, you like were that. oppressed somehow by no. religious people. There's plenty of churches in the neighborhood that like have the gay pride flag outside and like you know, right like, come on. Anyways, it seems just like it seems just like a such a and to me in this in the ghost stuff is just like <laughs> selfish it, the ghost stuff to me seems to be like i have superpowers i believe <laughs> exactly in my own and the ghosts speak to me specifically and i have a psychic thing where i'm intuitive to you know when the tv turned on i don't know it seems like but and really can you not muster up more understanding for people who Anyways. So now when you say that she believes in ghosts. I mean, what, we'll talk endlessly about the ghost experiences she's what, had. What kind, of ghost, what kind of ghosts are we talking about? Like a Casper type ghost? I don't know. Is, really. it, a, is it a, like a, is it Robert E. Lee? My best guess is it's probably <laughs> the ghost of Robert E. Lee. Yeah, I don't think they're Civil War General ghosts. General Burnside's? I think it's, it's grandparents. It's grandparents, like grandparents and relatives. So, anyway. Oh, what about this, Jordan? I'm always weirded out when a really religious person starts talking about that shit. Really? I'm not. That that see, to me that seems like those like those things party really well. You know, it's like I'm like, don't you already have a doctrine and your doctrine is really against this? Is it can is is I don't know. Is that I don't think there's a lot of weird ghosts in the Bible. Yeah. That's you know true. what I'm saying? There's some, a lot of weird shit goes down in the Bible. Weird, don't get me wrong. Some weird ghosts. There's a little porno in the Bible, but <laughs> there's a talking donkey. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I guess if there's a talking donkey, that's kinda of like a ghost. Yeah. And it can talk. Yeah. Ghosts can talk. Yeah. Anyway. Some ghosts. Some ghosts. Some are just spectral presences. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Some just give you a cold feeling down to your back. That's true. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Jordan, I don't believe anything a scientist tells me. Hmm. Because I might as well, you know, what did a scientist, what has a scientist told me? Should I have vitamin C? What even is vitamin C? Sure. I've what does the seen, C stand for? I, corporate greed? You got it, Jordan. Mm -hmm. I've seen ghosts with my own two eyes. I've felt them in my heart and my loin. Right. I know what a ghost is like. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Wait, ghost? Ghost. What did you think I was saying? Oh, no, I was thinking of Baywatch. The TV show Baywatch. Oh. Yeah, that's I the one those. that I like that's, so much. <laughs> that's the one that gives you the cold feeling down your spine. Yeah, well, and I feel it in my heart and my loin as well. Ba-boom. I'll tell you that right now, mm -hmm. Jordan. Hello. Very sexy. 
Doing a lot of snaps. Anyways, I don't know. Tell me if I'm being intolerant. Jordan. What? I just kind of feel like you're just not a very spiritual person, and that's what it's about. This is true. You know what I mean? Like, you're just not in touch with your more spiritual side. I've learned a lot about different religions from around the world. Mm-hmm. Eastern. A lot of Eastern religions. Yeah, I mean, everything from yoga to Kabbalah. Sure. And um, I just... Also, I went to a Pilates class once. <laughs> So that was real. That's Jordan, like Indian, I think. Jordan, you know these Pilates classes? Yeah. That when I was living, no, I, don't, I don't know much about Pilates. Okay, classes. well, I, I was li- when I was living in San Francisco, I was living in the uh, Western Edition, mm-hmm. and um, and it was there was you know there was we were lived right across the street from a house, big housing project and a little bit dicey neighborhood, but kind of weirdly on the corner of diciness, and then you could go a couple blocks away, and it was a rich, fancy neighborhood. Sure. And um, down on the corner, there was this building, and it had its name on it, but it was the name was something like, you know, the workhouse or something like that, something that didn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. And then it had those kind of whited out windows. You know when they put like a frosting on the window so you can't see anything inside, but it's kind of white. It's not like they painted the window. It's something in the window. Sure. And you could the, 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 that went up to maybe six feet in the air. Mm-hmm. I'm six foot three inches, so I could kind of... If I kind of stood up to my full height, I could kind of see over the white frosting in the glass. And there was, all I could see was these just like crazy metal equipments. Like it looked like a a 19th century German gymnasium, Mm -hmm. like with like weird big silver springs. Sure. And just like poles hanging from the ceiling and shit. Mm -hmm. I just assumed that this was an S&M dungeon. Right. Right. I mean, that's the only reasonable thing to assume, right? <laughs> you can kind of peek in. Yeah, exactly. You could, but you couldn't really look over. You could only see the stuff that was like up towards gotcha. the, you know what I mean? So you, you couldn't could see, see the, some in. of the taller dominatrixes. Exactly. Well, dominatrices, yes. Sure. And uh, it turns out it was a Pilates studio the whole time. Oh, wow. Turns out <clears throat> you do Pilates studio in some kind of S&M dungeon. Oh, well, live and learn. Different strokes, right? Do you like that story? Not as much. Yeah, you hated some that. of the other ones. I could tell you checked out like one sentence in. Yeah, game over, man. As soon as I started talking about frosted glass, you were gone. <laughs> yeah. You're like frosted. Sleep. Anyway, let's talk about Mario Kart or something. Let's get this back on track. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, okay. I don't really know what else to say about it. Yeah. Power slide, I guess. Oh, I bought a new... Uh, I've got good news, Jordan. Okay. One of my video game controllers wasn't working, so mm-hmm. I went to the video game store. Sure. Now, I had asked Going you... To you GameStop? Yeah, exactly. That's what I went to, GameStop. Mm-hmm. Now, you would, you, I, had, you, I had asked you how much does a video game stick cost, because mm-hmm. I figured you're the man who knew. Sure. You said, I bet you could get one for nine ninety five. Right. Yeah, I did, my friend. Wow. Not only what did color, I get one for nine ninety five. PS2? PS2 controller. Okay. It's not just any PS2 controller, Jordan. This is a turbo button? Uh, It does not have a turbo button. It's got something even better. This is a San Diego Chargers PS2 controller. Wow. Have you ever heard of the little little group called the San Diego Superchargers, my friend? Of course. Are you, fr- are you from, at all familiar with their theme music? <laughs> I kind of know that they have funny theme music. San Diego <laughs> Superchargers, San Diego Superchargers, charge! Okay. Well, hey, that's that's good. That you anyway, it's really important. Are that reminded of that song constantly. San Diego, 
Do you think we could make the San Diego well spent? Do you think we could make the San Diego Superchargers song the new uh, the new uh, uh, Oakland Raiders uh, of Jordan Jesse Go? Yeah, I you know really whatever football mascot song is the official football mascot song of Jordan Jesse Go really doesn't affect me one way or the other. I mean, you're going to get a lot you're so going mean, to get like a lot less emails about Big Dank is all I'm saying. <laughs> and a lot more oh, that's a shame. A lot more emails about Church, 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 church. <laughs> San Diego Superchargers. San Diego <laughs> Superchargers. I don't want to talk charge. about this anymore. Go to YouTube.com and type in San Diego <laughs> Superchargers, and you're on board with this movement that I am building, Jordan. Okay. Hey, Jordan, let me ask you a I mean, question. You know, quick do whatever, question. Do whatever you want to Quick question, point, Jordan. But... How many people have followed your twats on the internet? Oh, are we gonna are we gonna uh, pony up the roll Twitter? it out? Roll it out. How many people follow your twats? I think last time we I'll be just just up to speed. Jesse convinced me to join Twitter last week on the show. It's a Web 2.0 mobisode. Sure. Um, and and we were gonna have a contest. It's an iPhone app. We're gonna have a contest to see how many Twitter friends we could accumulate using the Edge network. Sure. And. Um, I think two two forty six is my final count. Now it looks like I have over one thousand. Hmm. How many? How many did you get since last week, Jordan? That's not what this is about. Don't try to Hillary Rodham Clinton this this one out. Wow. We're not counting Michigan. <laughs> if that's what you're asking, we followed the same rules. My rule was no matter which one is the one that makes me the winner, we're using it. Okay. That's the bottom line here, Jordan. So you're saying you're the winner. I'm saying I'm the winner. You're not going to. I mean, 246 in one week is pretty impressive. Jordan, what? you can seat as many fraudulent delegates as you want. You can, uh, you know, if you want to come in here and tell me that you're suspending your campaign rather than dropping it, that's fine. Oh, so you're saying you want my endorsement for president of Twitter? If you want to be the vice president of Twitter, I'll consider it. Although I'm looking for someone with executive experience. You kind of want to split the ticket, too. Exactly. I want to target certain regions. You want like a southerner, someone from the Rust Belt, maybe. I'm thinking, I'm actually thinking a little bit about the uh, Democratic governor of Montana. Oh. He's got a quick wit. Okay. Quick wit's important on Twitter. That's what's led to the success of, uh, say, a hot dog's ladies. Have you considered Joe Biden? Mm, I don't like that Joe Biden. He gives me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Plus, you never know when he might accidentally put in a racist Twitter. Oh. Wait, was that Chris Dodd? I don't know. I don't think it was Joe Biden. Yeah, I think it was probably Chris Dodd. Might be Chris Dodd. It said, it said that, uh, 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 that Barack Obama was really clean. <laughs> oh, no, really? <laughs> yeah. Oof. He didn't say it in a mean way. He meant it as a compliment. And he's got a huge <laughs> penis, I'm sure. Yeah, he does. He's re- he's really good at track and field. <laughs> and he's always wearing a sombrero and napping under a cactus. To quote Barack Obama, feats don't fail me now. <laughs> oh, Jesus, All the Jordan. way to the White House. What are we doing here? That's oh, hard to say. We're going to be the next Chris Dodd. Yeah. We're going to be Chris Biden all over again. You know, a real Joe Frazier, smoking Joe Frazier yeah. situation. Just a real FDR. Can I tell you one funny thing that happened to me today? Sure. I listened to um, uh, Don King and uh, 
Larry Holmes on Weekend Edition talking to Scott Simon. Oh, yeah. How'd that go? <laughs> you know how Scott Simon is really weird? <laughs> and he's, but he's just so genial? Uh, yes, sure. Um, at the end of the interview, <laughs> Don King said, <laughs> Don King said, Thank you so much for having me on the show, Mr. Simon. Shalom. Mazel tov. <laughs> <laughs> and then Scott Simon in his outro just goes, Shalom. Awesome. <laughs> He's trying. It was even He's funnier trying. than when Susan Stamberg was interviewing that jazz singer about her song about losing her keys. It's happened to all of us, Jordan. Right. Can I tell you a real quote? Uh, a real quote from uh, the comments page on the Salt Lake City public radio station that carries the sound of Young America. Yes, you may. They posted a notice that uh, our friends at Fair Game, uh, PRI's uh, daily uh, news and comedy show, had, had gotten canceled. A mm-hmm. uh, very unfortunate situation. They posted this on their blog. One of the comments was, good riddance. And then underneath it said, I turn to NPR to be informed, not to be entertained. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. Well, you know what, Jordan? I like information to think, is not fun. I like to think that here on Jordan Jesse Go, you're not being informed or entertained. <laughs> <laughs> you come to us for annoyance. Exactly. You ultimately what you're looking for is you're hoping that that 75 minute block of programming has at least one place where we lose our minds and just start making noises. <laughs> We'll be back in just a second. No, that already happened on this show. Yeah, exactly. I was going to start doing it, but then I remembered yeah, that we already, already did happened. it happened. Got to well, leave them wanting more. That's the first rule of comedy. Uh, good. Well, then the 12 things that I've added on to the end of this segment <laughs> are perfect. Those were encores, Jordan. Right, exactly. You didn't, the people you didn't were hear like, the more, standing more. ovations in between? Yeah. We'll be back in they just a second. They would not go home. Jordan, we've got some great, great, great tales of shame coming. Good. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. You know what? I can't decide. Do you think I should go see Indiana Jones and uh, the Shia LaBeouf? And the Kingdom of Shia LaBeouf. Oh, excuse me. The Kingdom of Shia LaBeouf at the Korean Theater or at the Vista Theater? Oh, I like the Vista. I like it too, but the Korean Theater, I can just just walk to it. No, I know. Well, I mean, that's the How much do you think it costs to go see it at the Vista Theater? Uh, it's good. I mean, it's. I think the matinees are five and the regulars are eight. Five is what I'm it's looking reasonable. for to pay for. Yeah. You could probably still hit it today. Do you think I could go, should go to the Magic Johnson AMC and use a free coupon? Got some free that? coupons. Well, I get them from my credit card sometimes, and then a nice listener was kind enough to send a couple of them. Oh, hey. Uh, well, there you go. So I could go to the Magic Johnson and see it for free. Is that free. near the Magic Johnson TGI Fridays? I think it's. I think he just, just has the Magic Johnson complex. Oh, right. The, yeah, the Magic Johnson Entertainment Center. Yeah, exactly. It's sort of like uh, uh, Epcot Center. Right. But for Los Angeles' African-American community. Mm-hmm. There's a simulated ride through Magic Johnson's house. <laughs> The home of the future. Mm-hmm. In the future, door jams will be, will be much taller because everyone will be six foot ten, but able to play the point. <laughs> right. Will be remarkably agile. 
uh, and play all over the court, even after playing center in college. I'm glad we took the high road with that one. Yeah, we really did take the <laughs> high road. Literally. Nice. Because he's tall. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the Magic Johnson Show experience. <laughs> Remembering the Magic Johnson Show. Was the Magic Johnson show the one with the announcer who was super fat and named Tiny, or was that the Sinbad show? I, I have no idea, honestly. Oh, it was either the Magic Johnson show or the Sinbad show had a fat announcer named Tiny, and I was really behind that. Hmm. He was really he was a fun guy, too, Tiny. It seems Well, clearly he's given himself that hilarious name. Anyway, the point of this story, Jordan, I'm, ra- I'm rounding the bend around here to the point of this story, which is... No matter which theater I go to decide it, uh, I decide to go to the see this movie at. You know what website is going to tell me which of my friends also want to see the movie? I want to see that.com. You guessed it, first guess. Usually you guess mycokerewards.com. Yeah, well, you finally, I'm tired of that. You finally learned your lesson. Yeah. You're on to the granthillsprite.com. Mm-hmm. Granthilllovesprite.com, is that what it's called? It's something like that. Be, be a, a sprite rap? Yeah. BeASpriteRap.com, is that right? Yeah, Dr. Pepper Shock Troops. Yeah, org. Dr. Pepper Shock Troops.org. Uh, I want to see that.com, one of the sponsors of Jordan Jesse Go. Mm-hmm. Jordan? Yes. Do you know how to play taps on the uh, trumpet? <sighs> I wish I did. Oftentimes I'm at a funeral and people want to hear a song. <laughs> Yes. That's, that's taps, yeah, right? Yeah, that's taps. It's also the camp wake-up song. No, I think that's... That's the camp wake-up song. Oh, what? that might be Pickett's Charge. What's this one? Uh... Camp. Oh, that's the camp. Up. That's just a regular camp song. Camp. Yeah. Um, anyway, what are, you, what are you talking about? Uh, this is our last week of sponsorship from our good friends at BluesHat.net. 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 We we thank you for support. we thank you for your support, well, and I want to send them out on a bang. Everybody's going to visit BluesHat.net. They're going to check out the web comics. They're going to check out the Mustache Podcast. They're going to check out all the exciting stuff that goes on at BluesHat.net. An excellent place for internet entertainment. And for months to come, Jordan, they're yes. not going to be able to get blueshat.net out of their brain. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's going to stick in there, and then when they're bored, they'll be like, I wonder what's going on at blueshat.net. I mean, yeah. blueshat.net. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying, Jordan? Like gum on a cat. Exactly. It's going to be like gum on a cat. It's going to be sticking around for a while. Yeah, right? Because that cat gets into all sorts of stuff. Yeah. They're not exactly clean animals you're either. Tr- you're, trying to get the, you're trying to get the cat, you're trying to get a hold of the cat so you can put the peanut butter on the gum. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's going in trees. It's, it's under the bed. Absolutely. It's Out com- the window. It finally caught some of those dust bunnies it's always chasing. Mm-hmm. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweden. Shit! Shit, 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 America's shit. Radio Sweden? Oh, Are you thinking fuck. of Jody Sweeten from Full House again? Yeah, I was. <laughs> it's hard not to think about her. Like, was... What is she up to? I hope she's okay. Yeah. Is she fat now? Yeah, or is she still super foxy? Mm-hmm. I don't remember who that was on Full House. I don't either. <laughs> I think it was Uncle Jesse. Oh, Uncle Jesse's wife. 
Was that, that it? No. It was one of the it was one of the kids. It was it was one of the non Olsen twins kids. Oh. You know, I don't think it was what about one of the guys in Uncle Jesse's rock and roll band? No, those are the Beach Boys oh, you're thinking of, Jesse. The Beach Boys. Those That's the who Beach it was. Boys. I don't think Jody Sweeten is the Beach Boys. Jordan. Yes. Look. This isn't about Jody Jordan and Sweden. No. Okay? <laughs> this isn't about your Jardan Swedberg. <laughs> you see what I'm saying here, Jordan? I do. Get your head on track. Let's do this thing. Let's make it happen. Tales of Shame? Is that mm. what we're making happen? No, that's coming later. Oh, okay. This is something else. Yeah. Jordan, Jesse, go. This is the horologist and Joel in Binghamton. We have called in with a discovery. Apparently, there is a cross between a pony and a donk called a podonk. That's why we have listeners, Jordan. Right. To fill in the gaps. It's because... It's like this, Jordan. Do you know how they have this distributed networking network computer thing where like you can put a screensaver on your computer and then it'll help search for extraterrestrial life using the internet? I don't I have no idea what that is. Okay, well wait, how it works That's is you something. put a special screensaver on your computer and it helps search for extraterrestrial life using the internet. Right. It uh, scans radio waves or something like that. Mm-hmm. We're doing the same thing using podcasting. And, of course, we're also using donk research rather than looking for extraterrestrials. So we're looking deeper and deeper. We have like a donk street team. Yeah, it is. That's exactly what it's like. Mm -hmm. It's like a donk street team. They look for new donks, and then they get first chance at Jordan Jesse Go concert tickets, exclusive T-shirts, and... um, They put up those fucking annoying posters on all the light lamp poles. Sure. You know what I'm saying? About donks. (laughs) Mm-hmm. If you see a new donk, call this number. Hit us up. Sure. Tell us about it. Hit us up at HQ. What's it called? We'll let Diddy know. Hmm. He's at the top of the street team. Every street team, I don't know if you knew this, every street team goes to an intermediary, then that intermediary goes directly to Diddy. Wow. So every street team member you're saying is two steps away from Diddy? Yeah, that's why they call it Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Oh, how this, it was because Kevin Bacon was involved. No. <laughs> what do you think? Kevin Bacon's on a street team? No, you're right. That's silly. He's got better things to do. He's he's whipping around his huge dick. Sure. He's got Footloose the Musical to supervise. Bingo, bango. He supervises every performance of Footloose the Musical. Did you know that? It's good. For authenticity. Yeah, because you got to make sure that it's not, you know, not a bullshit. Sure. It's not a perversion of Wait, the original do you think he's on vision. the do you think he's on the footloose the musical street team yeah i, I that doesn't need a street team jesse oh because it's it's an above ground phenomenon yeah it's such a, it's probably permeate permeated our cultural fabric mm-hmm. it's passed through the cheesecloth of our national consciousness yes it's uh footloose the musical it's footloose the musical Hey, fellas, this is DJ from Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, First things first, I'm the one who called a few weeks ago, I'm a little behind on listening to the show, who said that I enjoyed when you talked about uh, Spanish nonsense words, and I saw the El Cucuy thing in L.A. Um, First off, I'm not a Midwesterner. I'm uh, from the East Coast, from North Carolina, but I know I have that beautiful newscaster's cadence, so you could uh, probably have difficult telling. Um, I was actually calling about something completely separate. You know, you guys talked a long time ago about Jordan trying to dress like a grown-up. And I was wondering how that actually worked out, because I'm 27 years old, 
and I'm sort of having the same difficulty. All of my shorts are kid cargo shorts that I just don't want to have to wear anymore, and I actually just lost about 35 pounds. My entire wardrobe sort of didn't fit anymore, so I had to go buy a bunch of other stuff. And I'm a little bit preppy, so I was walking in the mall, and Express was having a sale on polo shirts, and they were like 19 or $20 for a shirt. And I ended up leaving with, I think, nine different polo shirts, all solid color, all different colors. So if you're in your mid to late 20s, you work in an office building that requires a certain dress code, what do you wear as a guy? I know, Jesse, you have the uh, the style and the fashion sense, so so what do you wear? And Jordan, what, did you, what do you wear now? Have you been able to change your attire to a more grown-up attire? And if so, how? Thanks a lot. Love the show. Jordan? Okay, so so update on me. This was a this was a popular topic a few months ago on the show. It was that, me that ultimately led to the fact that if you do a Google image search for Jordan Morris, you get a picture of Jordan in his underwear. Yes, um, which is a nice thing to have out there in case I ever need to look for a new job. Right. I'm glad that's the first image that comes up is yeah. my uh, undies. Spread eagled. Yeah. They're cute undies though. Bonch hanging out. <laughs> you got some bonch. Bonch in clear view. Um, I have no idea what a bonch is. I don't really either. It's something on a man. It's a part of it's a male trait. Okay. Um. Anyway, so yeah, I uh, uh I, I've been pretty much dressing the same. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, as I did when I was in high school. Um, and wanted to kind of update. I was feeling a little self-conscious about it, and now, you know, because now that I'm kind of in an adult job and I'm, you know, kind of making adults money. Entertainment industry. Sure. It's an option for me to dress nicer. And here, um, and here was kind of on this, and I think what sums this up was on this quest, um, 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 I was, I was getting advice uh, from Jenna, who was very fashionable, and she told me that, um, something that I would have to keep in mind on this journey was you will have to be a little bit uncomfortable at first. Um, she's telling me, you know, uh, tighter pants, um, tighter T-shirts, maybe made of a fabric that you don't necessarily prefer. There's going to be this window of discomfort. Uh, it's shoes as well. Me and shoes are a big... It's like the first time you tried anal. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, there's going to be some lube, and you'll have to be drunk mm-hmm. um, when shopping. Anyways, so... I never... So you bailed. So I bailed. I totally <laughs> bailed. The modest amount of... And I did. I gave it a shot. I tried to wear uh, shirts that maybe felt too hot. Uh-huh. And then I just didn't wear it. And um, I do have some... I think the thing maybe that I carried away from this is I have nicer fitting pants now, mm-hmm. I think. Um, I think I, I definitely... Uh, uh, through throughout the jeans that were too big and that we you went the, you uh, went and got some paper denims. Sure, I got some paper denim. Uh, some diesels. No, oh, some diesels. Gotcha. Um, and I threw away the jeans that I had the bottoms walked on, mm-hmm. and um, you know, were kind of perpetually that didn't didn't flatter my behind. Yeah. But that is basically the only thing uh that I took away from the whole try to look nicer experiment. Uh I yeah, I've been alternating between Converse and Vans. I just could not find another pair of shoes that I liked that that uh that felt nice. Um uh mis- mis- mismatched socks still um you'll notice 
uh, one of them. You've is, got one black ankle sock and, and one, one sock white from a bowling sock. alley. One of those, uh, so, you know, those socks you buy at a bowling alley yeah, you get, you when you, buy have it to, out when of you the, forget to bring them. Yeah, I have one of those on. Right, and, uh, one black ankle sock. Because um, you had shown up to the bowling alley in chancletas. Yes, sure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, miserable failure. Me dressing nicer. Uh, you know, D plus, C minus. Yeah, I mean, here's a. I'm. I've got this one. You know, I just one basic thing for people out there. There's a lot of dudes out there who don't know what they're doing when they're getting dressed. Sure. I have one suggestion that is going to make the whole nine yards a lot better and easier for you. Here's what it is. Get yourself a, a really good pair of blue jeans. If you live in a major city, you go to the blue jeans store. Mm-hmm. You go to the blue jeans store, not to the Macy's or the Nordstrom's or something. In the major city, many major cities in the United States, there's like a, like there's a store in San Francisco called Self Edge. Mm-hmm. You buy yourself one of these two hundred dollar pairs of blue jeans, or if you got like a Barney's or something, like the ones that I wear are uh, called an APC New Standard. Sure, um, it's not crazy expensive. I think they cost one hundred and fifty bucks. Like it's crazy expensive, but they're not uh, four hundred dollars. Sure. And uh, what you do is you just take these. These are an unwashed blue jean. You see what I'm saying? They're untreated. It's just basically just raw denim, just mm-hmm. like you would have bought in the blue jean store in the you know fifties or sixties. And uh, you get a, get one that fits you, fits you snugly, mm-hmm. and then just wear it every day indefinitely. And don't wash it. When it gets intolerably stinky, then you can wash it, but you wash it, you know, cold and delicate. Are you saying that'll comfortable it up? It'll get, it'll fit you great, because mm-hmm. it'll, it'll stretch in all the right places. You see what I'm saying? Gotcha. Um, it'll, uh, it'll get a natural patina. Mm-hmm. Which is what you're looking for? A patina. I don't even know what that is. You know, like on a, something that's been used develops a or or has aged develops a patina, which is a you know a pattern that reflects that use or age. Sounds like a Spanish girl's hymen. Yeah, exactly. No, it's it, what happens is eventually the hymen will grow in there. Oh. You have to put Spanish girl DNA in though, and you have to keep a little you know one of those little petri tubes, mm. petri dish, Bunsen burner. You gotta keep a Bunsen burner on your balls. That's the tough part. Set your balls on fire. Step two. So you've got the jeans. You're wearing them. Step two. Singe balls. Yeah. Okay. This is what I'm saying. You can. This is an outfit that anybody can handle. Is you buy a pair of APC jeans. You see what I'm saying? You can even mm-hmm. buy them on the internet. They'll. You know, they're a really neutral cut. They're. Uh, you know, mid waist. They're a little bit lower than a high waist, but. Not one of those weird butt showing type of deals, you know. Sure. They're uh, they're a, a slim, but they're not skinny. If you're super skinny, you can of course go for the new Cure, which is their super skinny model. But, sure. Well, <laughs> um, you can just buy them on the internet. These ones, if you buy them on the internet, FYI, they're a little bit vanity size, so you want to take your waist size, go down two or three. Um, so like I I have a I'm as a fat person I I wear a 38 waist mm-hmm. as a giant man I should say sure as a huge man as I wear a, a 38 homunculus yeah <laughs> wait that's a man made out of clay <laughs> yeah as a man made out of clay brought to life through magic as a prehistoric giant sloth mm-hmm. <laughs> I wear a size 38 waist um so I and the ones the jeans that I'm wearing right now are 36 um uh, in size so. Uh, you buy one of these pairs of jeans, you just wear it all the time, well, you get yourself some black Converse or something, something really simple. You get a Converse, you get a, a Stan Smith, see what I'm saying, black yeah. or white. Keep them clean, your shoes. 
Get yourself some uh, plain colored t-shirts that are slim fitting, like an American apparel, not a big giant blousey t-shirt. Yeah. You're set. Boom. So, I mean, and, and also his, his note was when you are in this office environment, yeah, well, he didn't wear... say what his certain dress was. And actually, kind of going back to that a little bit, that was also something that hindered me on my journey to dress nicer, was that uh, the office I work in, uh, people are wearing sandals to work. There's a lot of shorts. Um, oftentimes, the women will noticeably be wearing uh, bathing suits under their uh, under their clothes. <laughs> Um, no, so really? there's, yeah, yeah. So it's not, there's not, the bar for looking nice is not very high. If intern Chris comes in here, he's not wearing a necktie. He's out on his ass. Wow. That's how it works around Sandy Young America World Headquarters. Mm, that dog's wearing a tie. Yeah, they I make the dog wear, well, the dog's wearing a bow tie because it's more colorful. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of fun. It's eccentric. Sure. So there's a certain eccentric charm. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Yeah. I wouldn't recommend going straight from uh, slob to bow tie. That's right. another recommendation yeah, I'm going to go out. Yeah, it's a pretty out. huge leap. going to throw out there. I don't know. What, is, what do you think he has to wear? Like khaki pants? Yeah, he probably has to wear khakis and like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, 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 yeah I'm, I'm not sure that... It's impossible not to look like a dope if you're wearing khakis and a polo shirt. Jeez, That's just yeah, a fact. You just you're going to look like a dope no matter what. And I would recommend... There's always the, the dopiest looking thing in the world to me is when you see a group of, you know, eight or ten guys who all clearly work in the same office in their khakis... And polos, all walking across to Quiznos together. <laughs> if you can avoid being in that situation, man, nothing looks stupider than that to me. The fact of the matter is that if you are in a situation where you have to wear that, you should really just wear trousers and a real shirt. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no reason to be wearing khakis and a polo and looking like a dope. Sure, that's the, that, the there's you just look you look like that a dopest. It's possible to wear a polo shirt. In a certain context and not look like a dope, but it's challenging. Mm-hmm. I want to make that clear. That is an advanced level thing, to wear a polo shirt and not look like a dope. Unless you're a mouth breather, in which case you look like you're going to, you know, date rape somebody. So, Jesse, what's your what's your opinion on these polo shirts with the alternate breast logo? For instance, the like the penguin. No, I hate that penguin shit. I, I hate penguin because I hate... Uh, I hate the principle of mass-marketed ironic fashion. Yeah, the I penguin's kind of cute, though. It is a cute penguin. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not sure, disagreeing sure. with that. But you, basically, what you're saying when you wear the penguin is, I'm so cool that I wear a shitty thing. Yeah, I don't know. They're nice shirts, right? No, not really. Yeah, they're still shitty. Okay. Basically, All the right. Penguin brand is a brand that was, you know, like Hagar or something like that, you know, like a polyester clothes brand uh-huh. uh, that was run into the ground because the polyester clothes thing, you know, you just can't get away with that anymore. Sure. Uh, and then bought by someone who thought, I can ironically mass market this and sell it in the youth section of Macy's. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why I'm against it, ultimately. You're anti-Penguin. Now, Jordan, I, I know that you will occasionally wear a Penguin. And I have I a think Penguin that shirt you, that I enjoy. I think you have the charm to uh, make it seem uh, a lot a, not douchey. Sure. I'm still not necessarily in support of it, but you, don't have, you, you shouldn't feel like you're going around looking like a douche when you're wearing it. Sure, yeah. Because you, no, you've, you've got a, war, you've a lot of personal warmth right. that overcomes that. Um. I'm saying in this office context, is that preferable to just the, you know, I guess whatever so. shirt you get into, whatever. 
Yeah, I mean, it's better than, you know, like the like polyester, the poly blend uh, pants that you got at the Ross or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I okay. guess. Because it's like some, it's something. Yeah. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? It's like, it's something. I gotcha. But, uh, yeah, I mean, my feeling is this. Like, if you, if you work in an office where you just have to look clean, you can do the uh, wear, one, wear the same pair, pair of jeans every day. Sure. Just buy one of these $150 pair of jeans. Just be done with it. Wear some, keep, your, keep your shoes clean. Keep your shirts clean. And when they fade, stop wearing them. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Just keep, keep things looking neat and slim, nice, put, put together. You know, that's not too hard. That's fine. Should you, you own more than one belt? Yes, because you should own more than one pair of shoes. If you have both black and brown shoes, you're going to need at least one black belt and one brown belt. Okay. Because you want your sh- belt to be approximately the same color as your shoes. Okay. doesn't have to literally be exactly the same color, but you're looking for something that is about the same color. You're looking at, at the bare minimum, you're looking for... Black belt with black shoes, brown belt with brown shoes. I was, that's something that I, maybe it's something easy I thought I could do for myself. Like, hey, Jordan, maybe it's time to start owning two belts. Uh huh. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, that's nice. You know, if you want to get a belt, you can go onto the internet and just go. The belternet. Yeah, the belternet. And you just type in belts. There's some kind of belt store on the internet. It's like, you know, internetbeltstore.com or something like that. Yeah. It just makes belts. And it's a good, so solid belt. Because what you don't want to do is. If you go to like the um, if you go to the Ross or something like that, and I've tried to do this before, there's just a lot of belts that are like, if they're leather, they've got you know they're like embossed with some fake animal pattern on them. Sure, sure. Or yeah, the fake snake belt is a. Uh... Or they're kind of like pressed together different pieces of stuff, mm-hmm. like a Kenneth Cole thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like pressed together. It's like three layers of. Gotcha. Um, that's nothing. That's not a thing. Oh, by the way, Kenneth Cole, not a thing. Don't get involved with that. <laughs> Just in general, don't wear these duckbill shoes. What are these duckbill shoes? You know, these big, giant, wide-toed shoes that Kenneth Cole makes in uh, plastic, some kind of plastic-treated leather. Some, they Ooh. somehow make, take a find, have found a way to make leather look like not leather. Gotcha. They've found a way to make leather into pleather. Hmm. Finally, artificial pleather. That's what they decided when they when they created their leather patent leather, Jesse. Just you can look like you're in a uh, high school choir. Yeah, exactly. Oh God, those Kenneth Cole shits the ugliest shit that there is. Not, I mean, their clothes aren't always the ugliest shit that they are, but those fucking big square-toed shoes. They're all shitty. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about now. You know, it's the kind of shoes that yeah, a guy wears. You, hmm. He's got like a he's got like an elaborately like faded pair of jeans on. He's got a striped shirt that's untucked. He's got like his sunglasses on his head and drinking his hand. He's like, "What's up?" You know what I mean? I got you. You know that guy I'm talking about. He's like headed. He's like, "Yeah, we're going bar hopping in Boca Raton." (laughs) Yeah, what's up? Spring break. Yeah, I'm gonna rape somebody. (laughs) Jesse, I think that's a that's a that was a character piece. That's a big jump. I'm not gonna rape anybody. Oh, I'm. I know. I'm just saying that implying that all. All people who wear Kenneth Cole shoes are rapists. Oh, okay. You didn't know that? Well, as long as there's statistics to back that up. Oh, absolutely, Jordan. I okay. wouldn't just go around saying that. No, I don't want to see them, but I just need to know that they exist. Okay. Well, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go, huh? La, 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 la. It's Jordan Jesse Go. 
I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Do you think I could talk in like I'm trying a... new personas too, by the way. Did you notice? Was yours was more demure. Yeah. I that was itchy, Jordan. Oh, because you were feeling so itchy? Yeah, the time but well, I wasn't actually itching, but that was like the itchy guy character. So you were doing like a sense memory thing? Yeah. So and um the one before that is it's like, a slightly we... taller Jordan. I'll explain that for I'm any... i 5'10". You and I have both been professional actors. Sure. So I'm just going to explain that. Sure. We're going to explain that situation to our audience. Uh, sense memory means, for example, in this case, uh, you ha- your character is itchy, so you think back to how itchy you were when your cat died. Mm-hmm. Because uh, that's when I lived in hay. Yeah. The cat died because all I fed it was hay. <laughs> yeah, because you thought it was a horse. Mm-hmm. It turns out, no, sir. Garbage cat. You want to just do momentous occasions? Oh, yeah, that? sure. <laughs> hey, Jordan, just to go. Uh, I just said sex for the first time. All right, bye. Yes. Nice. Good sex, work. Sex, 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 sex. I remember you chanting that. Oh, because he had it. Yeah, but then you stopped chanting. Oh, yeah, I thought that was enough chanting. Well, why didn't you tell me that it was enough chanting? I assumed you would instinctually know because you're, I thought, a professional. But sorry, sorry, well, I have to hold your hand through this whole sorry podcasting I'm not, thing. Sorry, I'm not. Do you a, do this every day, Jesse? Sorry, I'm not Jesus a sex expert, Dan Savage. Wow, that was cold. Yeah, that was below the belt. You know how much I hate that guy. Yeah, everybody hates him. He's so funny and reasonable. Yeah, right. Has such a great podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it's better than ours. I hate that fucking guy. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, go. This is Ben from L.A. And a woman in a fleece vest uh, riding a recumbent bike just just uh, rode through a gas station and asked me for some change. That's all. You know what happened? Hmm. You can't give that... You cannot give that woman change. She's just going to blow it on carob chips. Yeah, exactly. Get her some help. Yeah. Point her in the direction of a, um, a normal r- person. Like a Rayleigh's? Yeah. Somewhere where she can buy some uh, Cheez-Its. Mm-hmm. That's what she needs. We want to save somebody's life that's in that kind of situation. Say, I'm not going to buy you some change, but I will go get you some Cheez-Its. Yeah, because they need to eat, mm-hmm. you know? They need to eat something with uh, saturated fats in it. Mm-hmm. Yellow dye number five. You got it. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, go. This is Colin. I have a momentous occasion. Um, so I'm just going to start by saying it's really hot out where I live. So, uh... I walked down the street, too, because I live really close to the high school. And uh, on Sundays, the ice cream truck is usually there. So I went there, and I got a chip witch, and I started walking back. And since the roads were really busy, I decided to cut through the Global Reader's Digest headquarters, which is right across from the high school and on the way home to my house. So I'm cutting through there. And... A deer chased me across the parking lot for a good, like, two and a half minutes. And it was really scary. Uh, bye. I don't really think, I don't, not sure that I think the deer was actually chasing him. He just wanted the chip witch. He just wanted the chip witch? Is that your theory? Uh, I mean, that's... I think he just wanted to uh, get a few laughs about life in these United States. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. Some in Reader's Digest. 
Oh, right. Okay, I see. You ever looked at the reader's wanted, digest? Yeah, he just wanted to, to submit uh, his <laughs> suggestion for humor in uniform. Yeah, exactly. And it's also an acceptable Precisely. joke. Precisely. The deer is in the army, by the way, in that scenario. Jordan, can I ask you something? Yes. Remember last year we put together this project. It was called the High Five Contest. Yes. This is a great contest where we asked people across America to high five people that they did and didn't know, mm-hmm. gave them points, etc., etc., etc. Yes, I remember it well. Okay. Because uh, that was the time, it was around that time where um, I got real sad. You were really sad then? Nah, I was fine. Okay. I was felt I remembered felt it because it was fun. If you had if you had gotten really sad then I would have felt a little bad because I didn't notice that you had that you were so sad at the yeah, time. Yeah, I keep it inside. Yeah, I know I I know that, but I'd still like to see that I could notice because we've been such good friends for so long. Yeah, you can't. I'm a master. Yeah. Plus I'm a I guess master of concealing emotions. I guess we're probably not as good friends as I thought we were. <laughs> oh yeah, that too. Mm. Also I'm subtly making fun of you all the time. Yeah, people keep telling me that, and I can't tell when you're doing I it. I know. Oh, jeez. I'll give you a hint. I did it three times this episode. Try and figure out which ones they were. Should that be our new project? <laughs> no. It's, yeah. Oh, you, you had an idea for a new project. No, I don't have one. That's my whole point. I oh, think we yeah. need a new project. <laughs> Maybe getting chased, chased, take a picture of yourself getting chased by some sort of uh, forest mammal. Maybe we should just have our listeners fight animals. Yeah, and send us the corpses after they've killed them. Yeah, exactly. That's a good idea. Freeze dry them, or at least put them through a vacuum bag sealer. Sure. If you can make them into jerky, I mean, it'll save us three steps. Exactly. That's just what we're going to do with it. Seasoning. Sure. Drying. Curing. Curing. Drying. Yeah. Right? And packaging, but we don't necessarily have to package nah, them. I'm just going to eat it off it's the not hook. For, not just going to eat resale. it off the jerky hook. Oh, you're going to eat it right off the hook? Mm-hmm. Right, right back there in your uh, smokehouse? Mm-hmm. Oh, can I come? It's more of a smoke closet, but... You, you know, it's you know, funny, these though. tiny L.A. apartments, right? Jordan? What? Um, for me, it's actually going to save four steps, because I was going to make pemmican. Oh. So I needed to mix it with uh, acorn meat and berries. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Please so, make it into pemmican. Yeah, if you can send us Kill some pemmican. Kill an animal. Do you think that's going to be our big thing? Just send us pemmican? <laughs> I can't imagine that's going to be very fun for anybody. You have but us. to boil the acorn meat or else it's poisonous. Yes. I want to make that clear. Please I don't want don't to eat your, I don't want to eat your B grade pemmican with unboiled acorn meat. Yeah, that's the new project. Me not eating your B grade pemmican with unboiled pecan pecan acorn meat. It's too bitter. Also, it gets the bitterness out. Yeah. We need a new project. You're right. I'm taking suggestions. As far as I'm concerned, the suggestion box is open. You can email them to us, jordanjessego at maximumfun.org. Excuse me, jjgo at maximumfun.org, jjgo at maximumfun.org, or post them on the message board or what have you. I think we need a cool project. No, you're right. We do. We have literally thousands of listeners, We're in a Jordan. project rut. Yeah, we're, I, I don't have any projects. We got to get them moving. We got to get them excited. We got to get them out in the community. You know who I think would be a good person for us to ask about this? What? Norm Abrams from the Yankee Workshop. Oh, right. Yes. He's always be. got good projects. Probably ideas. just suggest can- something with candles. Yeah, I mean, he would probably want us to do some, uh, you know, uh, tongue, in, tongue in groove jointing. <laughs> Whatever yeah. it would be, it would involve joint work that I'm not comfortable doing. Sure. You know, so. No joint. Here's the rule so far. No joint work. Boil your acorn meat. 
It's all the rules, right? Yeah, two rules. Two rules. No joint work. I don't care if it's tongue and groove, dovetail, whatever it is. I'm not I'm not going to do it. Sorry, Norm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Bob Vila. Number two, boil the acorn meat. So within those parameters, <laughs> the, we need a project. What's the project? Yeah. Uh, it, that's a call to Oh, action. maybe it should involve the internet or something. Yeah, it could probably involve the internet, like our Flickr group or mm-hmm. you know, our Twitters, something social applications, making a Photoshop of something. How about something where the listeners challenge us to do something and then we do it? Okay, fine. That sounds good. That's yeah. a possible idea. Something, something. Uh, I don't know. Something that I don't know. Maybe right. Like we have to. I don't want to do like anything. Get into a bar fight or something. I don't want to do anything scary. Okay. Can I just make that clear? Yeah. I've spent my whole life avoiding scary stuff. I'm not going to start now, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Never seen any scary movies. Never gone on any scary roller coasters. Have you never seen a scary movie? I don't know. Maybe I. Can I you saw catalog the scary movies you've seen. I think I saw part of The Shining once uh-huh. in uh, English class. Sure. So English class is not a very scary context to see a scary movie. Yeah. Saw Gremlins. Does that count? <laughs> That's one half. What about Return to Oz? Yes, that is a scary movie. Okay, I've seen Return so to wait, Oz, so and I feel like on... I still have nightmares about those blockheaded guys. So based on your negative reaction to Return to Oz, you've sworn off all... Scary movies scary from here movies. on out. I'll, I'll watch a taut movie. Okay. Like a legal thriller. Okay. I'm not watching no scary movie. watch American Gangster, maybe. I might watch American Gangster. I haven't yet, but I might do it. Yeah. Anyways, you think you just, you think it would just, you think it would like legitimately upset you to see like, you know, aliens or something like that? uh, No, I've seen Alien. Okay. The first Alien. It scared me. Right. I didn't like that. Okay. I didn't mind the movie, except it was too scary. Okay. You see what I'm that saying? That part of it you didn't like. You didn't like its main conceit. I wish it had just been exciting instead of scary. Okay. Like uh, an Indiana Jones type of situation. Right. He's not scary. More one-liners. Yeah, exactly. You're saying it didn't have enough one-liners. And I don't want to... And also, I don't want to have to look down anything where it's like a big ravine or looking down from a bridge. You don't want to see a movie that portrays heights. No, just in general. Oh, okay. I'm listing things that I won't do. Gotcha. I'm not going to look down when I'm on a bridge or uh, in, in a tall tree. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing any ropes courses. I've never completed a ropes course. I think I've gone on like four or five ropes courses. You know what they end up with me doing? Crying. Crying. Every time. Every single time. Wait, when Jordan. have you gone on ropes courses? Didn't we? You don't we, go on a lot of corporate retreats. We do went you? on like two ropes courses when we were RAs, didn't we? Oh yeah, we did or do three. Yeah, I feel like I went on three ropes courses and I did not finish one of them. Okay, and I went on two ropes courses in middle school. Going on a ropes course was part of my middle school. Just crying like a fucking baby. I don't think I even made it all the way up the ladder. I can't cry, but it was just because people who run ropes courses are creepy. <laughs> I cried because they tried too aggressively to sell me the dream catchers they had made. You just you just cried because the person who was on belay looked a lot like your dead grandma who you really, really miss. Sure. <laughs> Maybe it was a ghost. And the uh the dog she was petting looks like my old dog. Oh, I miss my old dog, Jordan. Yeah. Well, on that note Hey. Uh no, seriously, if you have uh ideas for what can be our big project uh, and you, we'll take some challenges too. We'll have to think of some yeah. kind of. We'll take some. Yeah, like we'll what? Think of a framework like we, like for these challenges. Do it. Then what do they get? But, but, no. What do we get? Yeah. 
if we do it. Sure. I'm not doing it for free. Yeah. You don't do it just to entertain the public? I'm not an entertainer, Jordan. I'm a podcaster. Oh, this right. is about me. This is about self-indulgence. <laughs> exactly. How does this benefit us? Jordan, if I was an entertainer, you know, I would be... You'd have some sort of puppet theater. Exactly. That's what entertainers do. I'd be out on a street corner in Vancouver. Right. You don't see me doing that. <laughs> no, not true. No, you this clearly is about, do not care about the public. This is about Web 2.0 This is not about Mobisodes. the public interest. This is exclusively a Mobisode situation. Jesse Thorne... Hulu. And his opinions on things. Talking about it, it's mostly Hulu stuff. Yeah, just kind of Hulu material. Yeah, it's it's something with a lot of a lot of negative space. A lot mm-hmm. of white space on this. Right, yeah. Kind of small viewing window. You got it. We'll be back in just a second Tasteful on Jordan Jesse. Ads. Go. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse. Jordan. You didn't sing in the melody. I established a melody, and then you didn't support it. Well, the, the, the song was over. That was just like a punctuation. That, was like, you, a, that was like the cymbal clash. Aren't you an improv instructor, Jordan? Yeah. Don't you know that you're always supposed to say yes and? I did. It was a punctuation, Jesse. That's what Viola Spolin taught us. not always need a big thing. Didn't Viola Spolin teach us Sometimes less that? is more. I'm not drawing focus away from your thing. Why are you pissing on the grave of the late Paul Sills, inventor of story theater and co-founder of the Second City, who died just this past week? I'm saying that's probably what Paul Sills would have done. You think Paul Sills, after hearing... Would have just said it's Jordan, Jordan quickly. Jesse, go. I'm Jesse. Jordan. That was fine. I was supporting what you were doing, but I wasn't stealing focus. Did you think that I was going to put stealing, in an sorry, auto... Sorry, I'm not showboating like some people. Did you think that I was going to put in an auto-tune afterwards? Did you think you were going to come out of this smelling like a rose, like uh, Snoop Doggy Dog or uh, uh, T-Pain? I, you know what? I can only... Roger Troutman? Uh, I, Roger me. and Zap? I'm just saying I think that was both appropriate and... Um, and um, Jordan, just along because, the lines of good improv etiquette. Just because Cher let you sing on her behalf on her 1998 hit Believe doesn't mean that every time you perform atonally, a studio wizard is going to come in <laughs> and auto-tune you into the melody. Do you see what I'm saying, Jordan? Oh, I also my specialty is talk singing. I thought you knew that. No, I had no idea. Yeah. You just kind of into patter. Yeah. So mostly you mostly you're performing the song Hot Rod Lincoln. Sure. Have you heard the story of the Hot Rod Race? Yeah. And I also mean, Convoy. Yeah, hot, sure, Convoy. Convoy. The devil went down to Georgia. Sure. Okay. Um, no, it's all making sense to me now. What's that English rap guy? Uh, the Streets. The Streets. I'm doing that. You're playing The Streets' uh, song, White People Love Me. Sure. Um, sure. There's a trumpet in this rap song. Yeah, exactly. Cool. <laughs> Cool is in parentheses. That's the <laughs> subtitle. Sure. Yeah. Uh, sort of like never gonna get it, and then parentheses my love. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's an in vogue hit. You love in vogue, right? Not as much as I love Tony, Tony, Tony. That's exactly what I was about to ask you. Which do you like more, in vogue or Tony, Tony, Tony? Tony, Tony, Tony. Yeah, Tony, Tony, Tony. Right. Sons of Soul, right? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Hey, uh, Jordan and Jesse, this is Ryan from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Just calling to let you all know that uh, uh, I'm moving to Korea in about a month. And uh... Uh, Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Uh, here is my most embarrassing moment. 
uh, please note I'm not giving my name or where I'm from. Uh, about 10 years ago, my brother moved out of our house. Uh, when he did, he gave me a stack of Playboys. Uh, about two years later, when I was moving out of the house and he was helping, uh, he was going through the same stack, only he found, uh, you know, the gay images that I downloaded and printed out and other magazines and stuff that I had actually hidden in the Playboys. Um, and then, you know, he called me out on it. And uh, while, you know, this was ten years ago, uh, you know, and I have come to terms with myself lately... Uh, that definitely was probably one of the most worst, you know, totally getting busted moments uh, that I can think of. So there you go. Have yeah, that's a good one. That's like the that's like the sexual identity equivalent of like having the comic book and the math book. Wow, isn't that amazing? It's really good because he could have downloaded the gay porn and then kept it in a secret box or something. Right. I have no. And let's be clear here. Both you and I are very happy that this gentleman, 10 years later, has become more comfortable with his identity. Absolutely. He doesn't feel this way. And I, both of us deeply sympathetic to the struggles that he must have gone through, as evidenced by the fact that he pasted gay pornography into <laughs> a Playboy. Yeah. Holy mackerel. Yeah, I mean, I guess because, you know, you still want to see, you still want to read the John Updike short stories. Yeah, he really was there for the articles. You still want to read the interview with Sting. Yeah, add 20 questions with Sting. Sure, a cologne ad. Exactly. You want to rub the cologne ad card on yourself. There's so much about Playboy, but, you know, you still want to jack off at some point. At some point, you're going to want to jack off. I mean, that's it's Playboy. Sure. You know? It smells like jacking off. Do you think in the college issue, he matched up the colleges? Oh, yeah, he found, like, the guys of the Pac-10? <laughs> yeah. I should hope so. He's like, I'm having a terrible time finding an Arizona State University fella. Yeah, and every time it was a black chick, I hope you put a black dude in there. Yeah, you got to match the races. Mm -hmm. And every time it was a, 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 a gay woman, he should have put a gay dude. Sure. You know what I'm saying? You can tell that, right? Yeah. You just give it a good look. Mm -hmm. Squint in there and, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. you got to look at the rings on the bark. <laughs> <laughs> That's trees. Good evening, Jordan, Jesse, go. I have a tale of shame to share with you all, and I just wanted to uh, preface this with, um, I didn't think this actually happened to people. This is supposed to uh, happen in grotesquely bad movies. Uh, my parents were being honored at uh, the synagogue I grew up in with a, like a lifetime achievement-y, like, yay, go money thing. Uh, pity, gotta keep it pity. We all rented tuxedos. It was great. Like uh, I was going to give a speech because I'm the funny one in the family, and I was going to talk about how proud I was, and me and my sisters got on uh, the uh, main stages of the synagogue. I take a deep breath, and the pants of my tuxedo falls um, to my ankles. I'm behind a podium, so no one knows this except for the people sitting behind me on the stage who were in order. Uh, my parents, the head rabbi of uh, when I grew up, the uh, teacher who taught me for my bar mitzvah, uh, the mayor of my hometown, <laughs> and uh, the holy ark god himself. Uh, without missing a beat, I slowly just kind of creeped the pants back up, hoping um, no sudden movement would uh, indicate anything went wrong. 
while everyone does their best poker face behind me, uh, the only catch is that my sisters are laughing hysterically on either side of me, and I'm hoping, maybe, just maybe, if they're laughing because I made such a funny joke. It wasn't that funny of a joke, but it worked. The lie lived on. And to this day, um, whenever there's just a lonely conversation, uh, the pretty much the only sentence that will come up is, hey, remember that time your pants fell down in front of the mayor? And uh, that's uh, my tale of shame. Oh, That's nothing. Yeah? I, my pants fell down in front of the Admiral of the Ocean Seas, mm-hmm. the Queen of England, sure. Mahatma Gandhi, Miss Manners, Miss America, Miss America, and Susan B. Anthony. Susan B. Anthony, good one. Oh, and all the villains uh, from Three Stooges movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, when he said the and mayor their of modern his city. Adam Sandler movie equivalents. When he said the mayor of his city. Yeah, that's the. Uh, that's the. Uh, it's one thing. Yeah, that's, the, it, that's, the, that's the swing that knocked it out of the park. And of course, the uh, the uh, ark uh, 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 of the Torah. Sure. It fell down in front of the Torah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The Torah Which was. I think you have to burn the pants. Yeah, I think that's if what you're you supposed to do. If you go by strict Hasidic law. Yeah, this guy. Does, I'm not sure if this guy is a Hasid, but I think according to the movie Pi, mm-hmm. you have to burn your pants if they fall down in front of the Torah, right? Yeah. No. You have to feed them to a goat. Okay. Yeah, you were saying burn, but you have to feed them to a goat. Well, you burn the goat. Well, yeah, but you have to feed them the pants first or else he won't go up. Oh, yeah, that's true. You see what I'm saying? Oh, also these pants are flammable. Yeah, well, super flammable. Right? I hope he was wearing gasoline pants. You're always supposed to be Goodbye, wearing... Goodbye, goat. You're supposed to be wearing gas-soaked pants if you're addressing <laughs> a congregation in a synagogue. Sure. Why do you think rabbis always smell like gasoline? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Jordan, Jesse, this is Chris. Uh, I've got a uh, more, it's, it's a tale of shame. I guess it's more of a retrospective tale of shame because I didn't really realize the shame at the time. But uh, when I was in sixth grade, uh, we had a, uh, like a diversity festival or whatever where we had to uh, dress up as different countries and explain that. And for whatever reason, my sixth grade mind at the time, I dressed up as Nazi Hitler. Um, Wore my dad's like military navy uniform and made a Nazi armband and armband and painted a little mustache uh, on my face. And we had—I remember it was a big uh, communal day where everybody went out and had a big parade. And I was actually Hitler marching around, uh, saying "Heil Hitler" uh, with little lockstep and arm raised in the air. And uh, yeah, to this day, even talking about it, it's pretty humiliating. I don't know. Why my parents let me do that? They were actually there that day. <laughs> really? Not anti-Semitic in the least, or German for that matter. I think they were just letting me express myself or, or, or something. So, uh, yeah, very humiliating. Um, I, I remember I also made like a little Coke bottle that was a Hitler as well that had a little raised arm and a little mustache and the whole nine yards. And really had no idea <laughs> how awful that was at the time, but looking back on it, um, don't know how anybody let me do that. So... If you're going to dress up as Hitler, you're going to want to bring along a Coke bottle Hitler. Right, exactly. Lil Hitler. <laughs> yeah, a little Hitler. Lil. I, this had to be a Waldorf school situation. His I don't see that being allowed were, in a, like a public school. His parents were just supporting his um, expressing himself. If, you're, if your child is going to grow up 
to become a you know a xenophobe, a Holocaust perpetrator, sure, um, or at least a Holocaust a apologist, sure. Uh, you know, you want to you wanted to ultimately despot become the best uh, mass murder apologist that he can be. Yeah, you know that's the Make Waldorf sure he, school like, way. Understands, you know, he's not just one of these people who deny he's the Holocaust. Like a Montessori type of situation. Sure, you want him to put on that mustache and feel what it's like to perpetrate mass murder. Exactly. I was once Stalin for for Halloween. Is that bad? How old are you? Uh, old enough to understand. Were you, what, were you being... Let's say were 17. You, oh, okay. Well, you were just being, like, 16, outrageous. 17. You were just being purposefully outrageous. I guess. Yeah. I didn't really think it through that much, though. Yeah. I mean, I, I knew... Now, granted, I guess... I was going to say there's levels to this kind of thing, but ultimately, I think, once you perpetrate a mass murder, you're just in the mass murderer's group. Yeah, sure. But maybe just because... There's a bar after 10 guys. Since Stalin's mass murder was ideological rather than uh, ethnically targeted, sure. Um, I guess maybe that makes up for it. Just because he sent you know, millions of people to their deaths in the gulag or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably... That's just because they didn't support the revolution. It's not because... Uh, or they didn't agree with uh, Tavadar Stalin. Uh, it's not as bad as just because they were Jewish or, or a gypsy or whatever. Nah. You know, Stalin. You know, it's no big deal. Plus, you get to wear that funny mustache. That, ultimately, that was the appeal of the costume. To yeah, me. no, I'm sure that it was just a funny mustache situation. I mean, I just wanted to wear a funny mustache. You can't wear the Hitler mustache. You can't wear Charlie Chaplin mustache. Uh, Wilfred Brimley's not dead yet, so you can't be him. Yeah, because that's the rule. Exactly. By the way, P.S. And you don't want to get that fat either, you know. No, I mean, you. Well, also, you don't like how suspenders rub your nipples. No, I do like that. Oh, you do like that? Absolutely. Oh. Are you kidding me? I, Sorry I just, to steal your catchphrase. I just but... assumed. <laughs> okay, we'll be back in just a second with Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. What was that one? Oh, uh, drunk. Oh. That is crazy. Thank you. I was worried that you were drunk, and I just didn't want to bring it up because I know you acting. have a drinking problem. Acting. Wait, are you a drunk in general, though? Because... Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. So like that time that you got into my bed at like 3 o'clock in the morning, and I didn't even know how you got into my house? Yeah. Um, that was you were really drunk. Or is that acting? Um... Well, I was acting like I wanted to be at your house, but really I just uh, wanted to get away from the men chasing me. I kind of acted like I was happy to see you, but I was just mainly Man. I was just mainly hiding. Jordan, you are the Daniel Day-Lewis of your generation. It's true. I'm just going to drop off the map for a few years, go to cobbler school, and then boom, I'm back with a vengeance with an Oscar-nominated performance. Jordan, you're cobbling. And a hot new wife. Your cobbling is some of the most amazing cobbling I've ever seen in my life. Well, I entire... cobble with the same intensity at which I act. Yeah. No, I, which is to I, say, balls to the wall. I can recognize that, Jordan. That's why you've got that Monster Energy drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't you wish our show was sponsored by Monster Energy drink? God, I wish. How can we get an energy drink? There's so many energy drinks, and they yeah, all need right? sponsors. Exactly. They want. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think if we were pro athletes, that would help. We were we're former pro athletes. 
<laughs> That's true. I was an academic decathlete. Mm-hmm. That's something. I got a pile of medals to prove it, Jordan. I've seen them. You are pretty, uh, pretty uh, eager to show those. Well, I mean, I wear them sometimes, but if you—that's what they're for. You often surprise me that's when why I turn around. They're in my ribbon. fucking face. I put a couple around your neck, but then complained about it because you didn't win them. Yeah, I felt, it was, I felt it was disingenuous to wear them. Just a fun thing I do. Yeah, well. It's just having fun, just joking around. That's what friendship is all about, man. You're right. Putting your medals on other people. Yeah, That's right? friendship. Well, why do you think John McCain has so many good friends? Now he lets people wear his medals? Yeah. All that he forces people to wear, wear his medals. I hear if you're really good buddies with him, he'll let you drive the Straight Talk Express. Let <laughs> <laughs> you take it through the drive-thru. Oh, man. Remember that time that John McCain was driving the Straight Talk Express himself and he went into the uh, the uh, car wash, but the Straight Talk Express was too too tall, so he destroyed the car wash, so he just floored it and hightailed on out of there? Yeah, firing a gun into the air all the way. <laughs> that was amazing. He's such a maverick. Man, I love John McCain. We're doing a lot of political satire on this week's program. Mm-hmm. Do you like that? Yeah, I do. That's our new thing. Wait until I get these. I've been working on this. I got this stack of note cards with Gary Hart jokes that I've been working on for the past 15, 25 years. Good. And uh, I think they're really going to knock some socks off when I bring them out. Next week, Gary Hart jokes. What do you think? Two words for you, my friend. Michael Dukakis. (laughs) What's he doing in a tank? He's a fag. (laughs) Nice. Thanks. Satire, folks, with a capital S. Um, we're looking for projects, right? Yeah. What's our next big project? And uh, you can always call us in, call in with Tales of Shame. I feel like I like Tales of Shame so much, I want to make it like momentous occasions. Or just if it happens. If it happens, if you think of something, you give us a call, drop it on the voicemail, we plug it into the program. Because we've been getting some really good ones. I feel like they've been content. We don't got to work a lot to generate it. We don't want to have to think of ideas, people. We want you to think of our our ideas for us. That's what Web 2.0 is all about. We want to be able to laugh at you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's some shit you can do. Make a video about Jordan Jesse Go, and then your friends can vote on it. If you've got a problem for Judge John Hodgman or whatever, you can email us, jjgo at maximumfun.org, or you can give us a call, 206 984 4FUN is the number to call. Our theme music by The Free Design. It's called Love You. It's from the best of The Free Design, which is a great CD that is available on Light in the Attic Records. And uh, in conclusion, I found a source for donks. Did you? Yep. Well, didn't you already have one? Fell through. Re- <laughs> so you, you kept looking. Yeah. So the perk of the donks wasn't that they were easily obtainable. No, it's or that they be- look like a donkey, but they're smaller. Okay. That's what donks are about. That's going to set you back too much? Somebody's got to bring donks, somebody's got to bring hay. Okay. If they bring a podonk... That's great. You're not kicking him out of the wedding. I'm not going to kick him out of the wedding. No, I wouldn't kick a podonk out of my wedding. No. Only an asshole would do that. Sure. You know what I mean? Aquaman might do that. Wow. All of a sudden, this Aquaman... Because he can only talk to fish. He doesn't like other kind of animals. that's right. And it frustrates him. It's really frustrating because when he's on dry land, he's like, hey, guys, let's go. Let's all get in the ocean. Let's go in the water. bad guy. He's like... Just look at him. he's He's like, no, that's what he's saying to his superhero buddies. Oh, right. He's like, hey, guys, you guys want to go under the ocean? Mm-hmm. And they're like, I don't know. I can't well, breathe like, well, under most the ocean. Of the, most of the bad guys are on dry land. So, I mean, if there's like a whale, if there's like a whale bad guy, I mean, we'll give you a call. But, I mean, hey, just hang out, you know? Like, no. They're, real, they're cool about it. Come on. Let's go. Uh, come on. Nah. Uh, come on. Nah. Let's do it. It's cool. We're fine. Okay. We'll be back next week. Yes. 
I'm Jordan. Jesse, go. Nope.